I'm Al Burnham. And I'm his dad, Jeff Burnham. We're coming to you from Frankenstein's Monkey Farm. The topic today is Seventh Voyage of Sinbad. That's right, man. Another movie from 1958. In the history of this podcast, 1958 is easily the most overrepresented year. (laughs) Yeah, like... That's basically all the movies when they got made, basically. Yeah, we had The Fly, we had The Blob, we had Fiend Without a Face, all in two episodes. Yeah. Man, we are stuck in these late 50s. (laughs) Yeah, and we're doing it again. (laughs) Yeah, that we are, man. Yeah, this is uh, The Seventh Voyage of Sinbad, which was developed by... Special effects wizard, the master of his craft, Ray Harryhausen. Yep. And Alistair, I think this is your first Ray Harryhausen movie? I think so. Uh, you haven't seen Beast from 20,000 Fathoms, have you? I think you took a nap when I watched that last year. Mm. Uh, you haven't seen Clash of the Titans. You haven't seen Earth vs. the Flying Saucers. You haven't seen Mighty Joe Young. So that was basically the first one. Well, Ray Harryhausen mm-hmm. actually studied how to do these creature effects, these kind of visual effects that he did, mm-hmm. the stop motion creatures. Yeah. Studied under Willis O'Brien. Who is he? He did the special effects for King Kong. What? Yeah. He did all stop. He did that movie that was whole entire stop motion. Willis O'Brien? Yeah, he did the special effects of King Kong. That's crazy! Well, I mean, not by himself. He had other people working for him. He did the movie that was whole stop motion? Well, not the whole movie stop motion. I mean... But it was basically almost whole entire stop motion. Well, you had tons of King Kong doing stop stop motion, climbing buildings and fighting people and stuff, fighting T-Rexes. But... uh, No, only one. uh, Yes, only one T-Rex. But... You know, obviously there were live action, there were people and stuff. But the special effects were developed by Willis O'Brien. Ray Harryhausen, who did the Sinbad Mm -hmm. movies, he studied under Willis O'Brien. Willis O'Brien taught him, and then he became the icon. Willis O'Brien, his name is maybe not as well remembered as Ray Harryhausen, but Harryhausen wouldn't be who he was were it not for King Kong. He was, like, basically doing stop motion that... Willis O'Brien did. Yeah, he learned his craft from Willis O'Brien. Well, yeah. and in some ways he was self-taught too, because remember we were watching that documentary and they talked about how as a young man, Ray Harryhausen set up a little workshop in his parents' garage yeah. to create his own stop motion effects. For movies. Yeah, which he would later do in movies. And he created his own monsters. 
Exactly. Well, he created the monsters for this, too. Yeah, he did. Because this movie, we learned, again, from this documentary we watched, uh, we learned that it was adapted from a story he came up with from a series of drawings. Yeah. And from also, some people were from, like, a cartoon, I guess. Oh, yeah, they were talking about the cartoons that he did. Yeah, the little stop-motion um, Mother Goose cartoons he did. Yeah. So, Alistair, what format were we watching this movie in? Tape. <laughs> yeah, man, VHS. Yep. We were going old school with this thing. It was is... also color, too. Yeah, this one's in color. Yeah. yeah, our last, at least our last movie was black and white. I don't know how many of our previous movies were black and white. Lots well, of them, I think. Yeah, well, a lot of them. We've done a lot of black and white movies, even from 1958 as well. Mm. Because Fiend Without a Face was 1958, and that was black and white. Yeah. Well, and this was originally envisioned to be in black and white. I don't know if you caught that in the documentary, but Harryhausen mm-hmm. was talking about how he had just perfected a technique to make his stop-motion figures look seamless in a black and white movie, to look like they were part of the shot better than ever before. And then this became a color movie, and... He kind of had to start over from scratch. He had just perfected black and white stop motion photography, only to have to then go straight into color. Yeah. So he's actually like doing it, then doing it again, right? What do you mean? He like did the movie in black and white. No, 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 no. He didn't shoot it twice. He had come up with a way to shoot it in black and white and wanted to. But then the producers were like, no, we're doing this in color. Ugh. Well, what do you think of the special effects? Do they stand out from the regular footage? Does it look like it's not part of the movie? Of course, we're watching it on VHS. So, you know, yeah. the quality of the movie is definitely uh, monst- substandard in the VHS format. The monsters basically look like they're n- very not like part of the movie because they look basically lighter and stuff. Ah, uh, Yeah. Okay, exactly my point. They do look lighter than the rest of the shot in no small part because the way they had to do the compositing probably, you know, didn't have the balance just right, which he'd figured out for black and white, but had to then go in and do it in color. Do you think they still look good, though? Yeah. Very good, actually. Like, there is fights and stuff in the movie, too. There isn't just seeing monsters. There is killing monsters, too. Sometimes monsters fight monsters. They fight each other. They fight people. There's a lot of monstery stuff going on here. Yeah. It's not the monsters. Yeah, this is a movie that I watched a lot as a kid and amazed me. I mean, this and Clash of the Titans in particular, the special effects in these movies were in no small part the determining factor in me being a monster movie fan, the fan that I am today, because this stuff is really cool. Yeah. I grew up watching this movie. I watched it on TV all the time. I can't say I ever saw it on VHS. This is probably my first time, but I saw it on TV all the time as a kid. Okay. But just to tell you, if you get it, there is multiple movies. Well, yeah, we have what is called the Sinbad Collection on VHS. 
Uh, I want to give a quick thanks for this. This was actually donated to us, Alistair. I don't know if you knew that. This was donated to us by two former students of mine. They knew about this podcast. They found these tapes and were like, whoa, Jeff would like these. And they were right. And now we're doing an episode on one of these tapes. Yeah. Uh, But this is the three VHS Sinbad collection. It's got Seventh Voyage of Sinbad. The yeah. Golden Voyage of Sinbad and Sinbad and the Eye of the Tiger. It's a Columbia TriStar home video collection. I mean, that would—I mean, you could just look it up. I wouldn't say like go track this one down, but there it, it is. It does have it. The names are on the movie, and it's the uh, Ray Harryhausen signature collection. Woohoo! Fancy VHS. There is also. More than one monster in one tape. Yeah, okay. So you asked me to watch a movie with what in it? Because I asked you, Al, what are we going to do for our next episode? And you had one monster in particular you wanted to see. Skeletons. Yeah, Al came to me and and he said, skeletons, Dad. I said I wanted to do skeletons. And I saw that skeleton on that single front of that tape. (laughs) Yeah. We did that because I wanted to do skeletons, and I saw that skeleton. And I knew that the movie would amaze you because it's got way more than just one monster. <laughs> right? Most movies we've <laughs> talked about on this show have been one monster movies. But this is the first one with more. Yeah, and if, and if they have a bunch of monsters, it's maybe like a bunch of gremlins or, you know, a bunch of one kind of monster. This has... All different kinds of monsters. This is, in one movie, a monster stampede. Yeah, basically. But it's cadaver cast. Well, (laughs) yeah, I mean, there's like a stampede of monsters in the movie. There's a ton of them coming at you. Yeah. There's also, sometimes they can be more than one of one monster. Like the Cyclops? Yeah, there There's two. There's two. We're told there's a bunch of them. We only see two, but yes, we're told but there's a bunch. one is killed by humans, and one has a fight with the dragon and the second Cyclops we see. Yeah. Well, okay, we've been recording now for a while, <laughs> and we've, we've said a lot about Ray Harryhausen VHS tapes, which... Uh, is a format I still love, by the I way. I think it's so. going to be longer than we used to do, because we still have to talk about the movie. Yeah, well, I was just going to say, do you want to get into the movie? Do you want to guide that conversation? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's your podcast. <laughs> nah. You're like, oh, I don't know, Dad. I don't know. Weird. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> do you want to talk about the movie, you goof? Okay, let's do it. So, what's this? What's this movie about? Like, what? What are your thoughts on the movie? Thoughts on the movie? Yeah, I want us to start not just talking about the plot of the movie. I also want you to think about the movie as you go too. Not just tell our listeners what happened in the movie, but your thoughts on the story too. What makes those parts interesting or worth talking about? You've done it before. You can handle it now. So, it's interesting uh, that we see this TV. It's basically the story on the TV. We see the egg. 
of the baby of the giant two-headed rock bird, and we see an island. We see some islands. So, what do you mean by we stuff. see a TV? Like we see a square TV in the starting. You mean because it's on VHS, so it's a square image. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's that's not necessarily the movie itself. That's the format, right? Like if we were watching it on, well, I don't, I don't know, I don't know actually what aspect ratio this was meant to be. That may have been the entire image of the movie. Um, I can look that up really quick here if you give me just two <laughs> seconds. But what you're talking about there is just the fact that. The movie had the 4 by 3 aspect ratio, so there were black bars on the left and right. That's because this was on VHS, which was meant to be shown initially on square TVs. We're watching an old format on a new TV. But the movie was shot in... Oh, it was shot in my favorite aspect ratio. What? 166.1. It's 166.1. It's my favorite aspect ratio. It's almost the size of our TV screen. Almost Uh that wide, but it's slightly thinner. Like black bars on the left and right, but very thin. I don't know what it is about that aspect ratio, but I like it. But (laughs) it was shot to be widescreen, but the VHS is square. Yeah. So it was actually wider... If you saw it, it was, in the theater, if you get a DVD or a Blu-ray. But it was supposed to be square, but it was a little wider because it was supposed to be on widescreen, but instead it was a little bit shorter, but it was long. Because it's a VHS, yeah. 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 Uh, I think you're getting hung up too much on the format <laughs> here. Uh, if we watched the movie on Blu-ray, we would see more image on the left and right. That's That's the big difference. But we just had the VHS. So it's interesting to you, then, that it's a square format. Mm-hmm. So after we see that square thing, we see at night, we see a boat, we see this driver, our main character, spinning this boat's wheel, and we see his crew there. Okay, what's who's our main character? Um... Sinbad? <laughs> I should think so, yes. Yes. That's his name. And he's an adventurer. Yeah. And there's Sailing. One of his crewmates earlier in the movie sees this giant island. Yeah. And uh, they say earlier in the movie after that it would take a couple of days to get there. On the third day, they're on the island at day. They see this. Was like, it three days? Nah. No. It said it was night. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, they when they get to the island, it's nighttime, and he says, "We'll wait until dawn." So they wait until daylight. They go on the island. What do they find there? They find this giant cave with a mouth, literally carved in a stone. Yeah, it's like With a, a guy running out saying, like, help me, basically, followed by a giant with one eye, a cyclops giant with goat legs. Yeah, he's like a satyr <laughs> cyclops with a horn. Two horns. Two horns, you're right. I, I'm looking at the VHS here, too. <laughs> That's what I'm looking at when they said it. And he also has goat legs. 
He's got a tiny horn behind his big horn. It's easy to miss. Yeah, but he really does have goat legs. That is true. And it's weird. Why is it weird? Because his body is, um, looks weird. Because it's goat legs and his body is like orange. It has one eye and his two horns and arms and claws. But it, his legs aren't anything. It's just, just furry legs with like goat feet. Yeah, that is pretty but, weird to have goat feet. Well, that's yeah. like a, a satyr. Yeah. A satyr is a creature that has sort of a humanoid upper body, sometimes mm-hmm. horns, and goat lower body. And that's another kind of mythical monster. So what Harryhausen's doing in this movie is not necessarily creating new monsters, just doing his own spin on classic monsters. And the real thing. And real things, yes. And turning those into monsters in Seven's Words of Sinbad. He's creating those monsters by things or classic monsters. Well, this guy who Basically was running the out of... best. Oh, Harryhausen's the best? Basically, almost. Almost? Who's better? I don't know. <laughs> If you'd said Willis O'Brien, I'd have bought that because he made King Kong. But, you know, uh, I'd say that as far as stop motion animation of creatures and the like goes, Harryhausen definitely was the king. Yeah. Well, you said there was a guy being chased by this Cyclops. Who's he? Um, uh, a musician. I don't know how to say no, it. no, not musician. Magician. Magician? Magician. Magic. Magician. Yeah. <laughs> He's a musician. He's a rock star. He's playing guitar and a cyclops <laughs> is trying to eat him. <laughs> so he's a magician. Yeah. And he has something that the cyclops wants. Yeah, that he does get. What is it? A magic! Like, magic lamp. Sometimes they can look like teapots. (laughs) Okay, okay. Yeah, this is like a magic lantern, magic lamp, the classical version of a magic lamp. And it also has a genie inside it. Yeah, oh yeah, well, it's it's a magic lamp, and it's got a genie inside it. You didn't sound too excited about the genie. Well, that's a creepy laugh. (laughs) So, thus far, we have a Cyclops. Cyclops, though, because there's a Cyclops in the movie. You should say that first because that is in the first part of the movie. Yeah, that's what I said. (laughs) Goof. So far, we have a Cyclops. Yeah. We have a musician. Yeah. (laughs) Magician. I'm messing with you. We have a magician. Okay. Who plays tuba. No. No? Is he a musician magician? Yeah, I guess. Yeah? Okay. I guess. So we have a cyclops, a magician. Is he a good or a bad magician? Bad. So we have a dark magician. Yeah. We have a genie. 
that's pretty good so far. And yeah. we're talking thus far about, I guess, the first five minutes of the movie or something, like first 10, 15. And we already have a Cyclops, a magician, and a genie. Yeah. And yeah. a genie and a lamp. The genie is part of the movie because it's part of uh, the... What? I really don't know how to pronounce his name. The magician? Yeah. Well, I don't remember his name either. He's the magician. You can call him a wizard if you want. Yeah. He does do magic, too. But he's a wizard who also has a genie, which does yeah. magic for him. Yeah. So, they you know. can also teleport. Yeah, it can teleport as well, the genie. So, we got those. Mm-hmm. And what happens? What happens? Well, you said he was being chased by a cyclops. Yeah. The Cyclops just comes running out of the... Th- it looks like he won't... He's so big that he looks like he won't even fit through the hole. But the hole is so big that he does. Okay, and what does he do once he's out there? He keeps running after the guy, and they eventually hurt it. They're trying to hurt it, but they get on the boat. He drops his lamp with the genie inside it. The monster grabs it. They were getting to go back in morning. He has this paper with this giant uh, crossbow on it. And they go back in the morning. <laughs> okay, yeah, you're skipping over like, yeah, like 45 minutes of the movie. Basically, yes, the wizard, the magician, he drops his lamp yep. and the cyclops gets it. Yeah. And the next 40, 45 minutes is them just getting around to going back to get the lamp. Yeah. Yeah, that's basically it. It's this Very sort of, weird. Yeah, it's this sort of convoluted political game that the magician has to play in order to get Sinbad and his crew to be able to go back to the island. Because they're going to go back in morning. Is there's lots of Oh, well no, stuff. they have it's not in the morning. They have to go to um they have to go to Baghdad or something. And it's going to take 2 days to get there. I think that's where the 2 days thing that you had earlier comes from. Yeah. It it takes them 2 days to get back to their destination and mm-hmm. the wizard wants them to go back right now and they're like, "No, no, no. We got somewhere to be." So they go there because they're trying to make peace between two nations. Mm-hmm. And They can't do that, ultimately, because the wizard starts messing with everybody to try to get them to take him back to the island. And what does he do to the princess? Makes her very super small. Yeah, and I mean, more so than anything. Like, he tries to get them to take him back in a few different ways, but clearly it's going to be a really expensive trip. And also a bunch of people are going to die because they got to fight a cyclops. Yeah. Right? So he invents a giant crossbow and uh, secretly turns the princess tiny and is like, oh, hey, I've got the stuff to make her big back at my place if you guys want to take me back to the island of the cyclopses. And so then after all of that, Sinbad and his crew take the wizard back to the island. But yeah, that's a long, long time in the movie. That's a good 40 minutes, half hour, 40 minutes or something that they're... Just in Baghdad talking about whether or not they're going back. But we know they have to because otherwise nothing's going to happen in the movie. But we do. Yes, we do see one monster Um, in the city. A green snake 
four-armed lady head snake thing. Yeah. It's a snake. It's green. It has four arms. It has a snake tail, and it has a woman head. Yeah. It's he combines a snake and, and a woman just to kind of prove to the people, like the two kings, that he is a magician, that he has magic powers. He fuses a lady and a snake, and she just dances around wiggling her snake arms. Wiggling her four snake arms. Oh, yeah, sorry. Until what happens to her? The snake tail wraps around her neck. Yeah, her tail wraps up around her neck and tries to kill her. <laughs> it's weird. Weird. The snake can kill you, and she's part snake. <laughs> so the snake part of her can kill her? Yeah. Yeah, all right, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. But it is a lot of to-do just to get back to the island. And I can imagine when I was a kid just wanting them to go back to the island so badly. It may only be 15 minutes. I don't know. It feels like it's 45, but it's a long time that they're just like listening to the wizard go, hey, take me back to the island. And they're like, no, no, no. Hey, uh, what if I do this? Will you take me back to the island? No, no, no. And then he's like, hey, uh, I see your princess is tiny. Will you take me back to the island? And they're like, no, no, no. And then he says, but you need the shell from a rock egg in order to make her big again. So then they have to. It's a and, it's a lot of to do. And to go back to the island, lots of stuff happens. It's a very very long time actually before they the climax of the movie where he actually fights a skeleton. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I uh I guess I should apologize. You asked for a skeleton movie. And I showed you a movie where, yeah, there's a skeleton, but there's only one skeleton that he fights. And you were thinking, because we had watched, we'd watched some YouTube video that was like a compilation of Halloween songs. And there was a clip in there of Army of Darkness. And I think that's what you were probably thinking Seventh Voyage of Sinbad was. Yeah. A guy fighting a whole army of skeletons. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what you were thinking this movie was, but yeah. no, it's only one skeleton. You're right. But there was one with the army of skeletons. Another movie? Yeah. Yeah, Army of Darkness. Is that not a Sinbad movie? It is not a Sinbad movie, no. Okay. It's actually a sequel to the movie Evil Dead. Evil Dead? You have not seen Evil Dead, no. Okay. <laughs> Can't even watch it. No, that not yet, happen. not yet. Okay. Someday. But even though there's only one skeleton, there is still a skeleton. There is still a skeleton. There are a couple other skeletons totally dead. Um, There's a skull and a skeleton, you mean. Sure, sure. One partial skeleton. And even though there is only one fighting skeleton, there's still a ton of other cool monster stuff around that skeleton fight. Yeah. I think so, anyway. a dragon. Yeah. A cyclops fighting a dragon? Well, yeah, and two cyclopses total. Yeah, and one fighting a dragon. Note, listeners, Alistair, in his lecture on giants, as part of our Monster Stampede episode on giants, said if you're fighting a giant cyclops, you gotta poke it in the eye. That's the best way to take it out. What happens in this movie? He puts fire, pokes in the one eye. 
Yep, fire on a stick, jabs him in the eye. Sinbad knows. He's got it. He's a monster expert, just like you. Yeah? I mean, clearly, we got three tapes of him fighting monsters. Oh, the magician's name is Sokura, by the way. Oh! Sokura. And the island is called Kalasa. Yes, I remember. So... Uh... What else happens on Kalasa? These two go back to the island of... A lady and a man who are going to get married. This magician, <laughs> Sinbad, Sinbad and the princess Parissa are going to get married, and it it never happens. Oh, the oh, you mean the movies about them getting married, but they never get married? Yeah, that's because all that's these a good monsters point. are everywhere. This magician is like totally messing it up, and there's all these <laughs> monsters everywhere. He is messing it up. He's not a very nice guy. No. Yeah. Well, what yeah. kind of stuff happens with the monsters? They're all over. They are trying to kill all of them. But the most exciting one I want to talk about is the skeleton fight. Okay. Because it's in the guy's home where he, like, makes In Sakura's skeleton. lair. Like in his so- dark magic lair. No, in his home. And he makes a skeleton come to life from the ceiling. Yeah. My favorite part is when the skeleton runs up the stairs. Sinbad actually knocks him off the stairs and he, like, breaks apart. Yeah. Instead of coming back together. It's quite quite an intense fight. Yeah. They usually come back together, but instead of the skeleton coming back together, he stays bone break apart. Instead of just... Coming back together. Usually that's what skeletons does. But in this movie, they make it fair the skeleton doesn't die. So this way's more fair. Yeah. Okay. Because the skeleton actually doesn't die. You mean he does die? Yeah. Instead of not dying. Instead of coming back together, he just falls apart and he's done. Well, he does fall from a really high spot. And I bet even if he came back together, his bones would be broken. Yeah. So if he got hit again, he would be perfectly dead. Sure. Well, there are a lot of other monsters on that island, too, though. Not just the skeleton, who fights with a sword and a really sweet shield, I should point yeah. out. His shield is pretty nice. Yeah. What, a, what do the other monsters do, though? Because they also encounter cyclopses, and they also encounter a rock. Two rocks. Two rocks. One's a baby. They also have two heads. And they're also magic. The rocks? Yeah. Yeah. They have two heads. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they have a lot of trouble with the first one. Yeah. And what's notable about that first rock they fight? Rock being a, a magical bird. Because it's basically, uh, it's hard to fight because it's a giant. Uh-huh, but this first one is what? A baby. Yeah. And they have a lot of trouble with a baby one. Yeah. Even when they encounter the mommy one... The rock knocks two guys into a giant rock. Not like the bird rock. Like, like a, a like Like a boulder. Yeah. Yeah, knocks them like off a cliff. Yeah. There's a cliff behind them. And the rock knocks two guys off the cliff into a giant boulder. They do have a lot of monsters. Yes. The guy with the genie is basically a monster. Sakura. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, right? he himself is basically a monster. He's an evil wizard. 
So I would count him among the monsters. But we also then have two Cyclopses. Yeah. So the Cyclopses have a lot of treasure. Yeah, I should fight. There's a whole entire room of treasure. That's how much treasure they have. Yeah, because this island is a place where a lot of ships crash. And so the Cyclopses have taken up this habit of collecting all the treasure from the ships that crash on the island. They have a whole room of it. And Sinbad's men find this room. Yeah. Before they go to the ship with the Cyclops' treasure. At the end of the movie. Yeah. Basically, so they actually killed the first one. The first giant with the giant crossbow. No, that, that that's not right. That's not right. They shoot the dragon with the crossbow, but the dragon isn't dead. But he is really dead. So like this, they shoot him in the shoulder, but the dragon is still alive, following them back to the ship with all the treasure that you don't know how they got because you don't see them, and basically they're rich. Well, you're combining a couple scenes there, because when they're throwing the treasure around, that's not how they got the treasure at the end. The genie gave them the treasure at the end. And he made them rich. Yeah, Mm. yeah. I guess. Yeah, but that's, and that's how the movie ends. But what, what about this magician? What about Sakura, the evil wizard who's the cause of all of this death, murder, mayhem, monster craziness? Shrunk a princess down. All kinds of stuff. What happens to him? The dragon squashes him. Because when the, when the dragon falls over from getting shot, the guy is right there. You know he's going to get squashed. He gets squashed. Well, and that takes care of him, huh? Maybe they should have um, dropped a dragon on him earlier in the movie. Yeah. But it does fall over immediately. And the guy is right there. That takes care of him. Yeah, he's, he's done. done. He's done. He's done. He's not part of the movie anymore. Well, there's not much of the movie left at that no. point. No. Because then they run away from the dragon. Dragon, like you said, falls over dead. They get on their boats. Genie's got the treasure for him. They're rich, I guess. <laughs> They're rich. That's it. The end. After the skeleton fight that I already talked about. Yeah. And for you, that's the highlight of the movie, I guess, huh? That's the best part I love. Well, maybe we'll come back to that in a minute, but I have a question for you. Yeah? Would you recommend this movie? Yes. If you are a monster fan and you like monsters, you should watch that movie. Because then you know about monsters, eh? (laughs) I guess so. Any other reasons you would recommend it? Because I think that... The monsters basically stand out because they're different colors and they're lighter. You might think what I think when you see the movie. Okay, so they should watch it for the special effects, you're saying. Because the special effects from Ray Harryhausen actually basically stand out of the movie because they're lighter than the other things. And I would add that they stand out not just because they're lighter than the other image because of the compositing. Yeah. But they stand out as really impressive special effects. Yeah. And they basically stand out. 
Well, not in all scenes. In some scenes, they work better than others. I think the skeleton stands out, like, from the background shot more than the other creatures. I think when they're outside, they all look really, really exceptionally good. But there definitely is some lighting matching problems with the skeleton. Yeah. It is white, and white is really light. Yeah, it's automatically lighter. It should be darker in general, and the compositing doesn't help it out any. So. No, because they're also white, and when you make it lighter, they're whiter. So that's why you think that. Anything else to say mm. about the movie? No. Okay. So, it's time for Beastly Best. Okay, what is the moment in the movie that you consider the coolest monster moment, Alistair? In Seventh Voyage of Sinbad. With the dragon, uh, is fighting the Cyclops. Yeah? Oh, I thought you were going to say the skeleton, for sure. Yeah. But the dragon and the Cyclops fight is really cool. Because, like, it's I monster agree. against monster. Double monster. And one is bigger than the other, and one is original. So you get to see who would win. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. monster showdown. The dragon showdown. does. Well, spoilers. <laughs> but yeah, obviously everything's spoilers on this show. But yeah, uh, yeah we dragon... do talk about movies. Yeah, we talk about the whole movie. If you have seen the movie, it's not spoilers. Well, I that's guess. true, yeah. Well, we're just talking about what we think about the movies. Yeah. I guess if you saw one of these movies, King Kong basically maybe all of you have seen. I, you'd be surprised. People. You'd be surprised, actually. Not not as many people nowadays have seen King Kong as you would think. Mm. More people have probably seen Kong Skull Island nowadays than King Kong 1933. Sad, though, that may be for us. Yeah. Maybe not a lot of people have seen that. Well, the thing that is good about our show is that maybe mm-hmm. we can... Maybe we can recommend movies to people that they haven't seen that they could check out. Some kind of... Yeah. Some classics, you know? Yeah, some classics. What's your the best? Oh, mine is in the first... Well, no, it's not the first. It's after they first find the treasure mm-hmm. and the Cyclops catches them. And the Cyclops throws a bunch of guys, throws Sinbad and four of his men in a cage... And then he takes one of those guys out. Yeah. And he ties him to a stick and starts roasting him over a fire. Yeah. Puts him on a spit. That's my beastly bag. If you don't know. That is really cool. If you don't know what a spit is, it's a cooking utensil that you put over a fire that you put chicken on. Yeah. But he put a human on it. I know. That's so crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it just starts cooking the guy. He's just sitting there cooking him. Just Mm. spinning him around, Mm. cooking him. That's my beastly best. I think that's really cool. They usually use it earlier because they're like eating. And that's when the... The big rock shows up. Yeah. Yeah. And they they cook the baby rock later on a spit. Yeah. And then the mommy rock comes over and throws two of the guys into a border, basically. Yeah. Well, uh, after the Cyclops tries to roast the guy, then Mm -hmm. some other drunk dudes show up. And the Cyclops squashes one with a tree. 
That yeah. whole scene is really cool. We didn't talk about it in the uh, no. in the earlier parts of the podcast here. No, we didn't. Because I think you forgot about it. But no, that's didn't. my favorite stuff no. in the movie is that stuff with the, the Cyclops. I remember the guy squashed the guy when he had the tree. He picked up the tree, tried to squash him. Other dudes squashed that guy. Yeah, squashed him. Like a grape. Like a grape. So... With that, I think it's time we move on to get spooked. If you actually found any moments in the movie particularly spooky. Yeah, I did. Yeah? What was that? What's your spookiest monster moment in Seventh Voyage of Sinbad, Um, then? uh, My scariest moment was when we see the skull just hanging there. Oh, when the guy walks around the corner and the skull's right there in his face? Yeah. Like, like freaks out for a second? Yeah, Yeah, that guy's got bad luck because he's the guy who ends up getting roasted. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't die. They save him, but, like, he is the guy who (laughs) gets roasted, sees the skeleton, gets really scared, then he gets tied to a spit and roasted by a giant cyclops. Yeah. Bad luck. Well, if I had to identify any monster moment that I would say is spooky, I would say it is also another skeleton moment. It's when that skeleton falls down from the sky to fight him. I think that's a great reveal, spooky reveal. Uh Living skeleton drops down from the sky to fight. It's on the cover, so it has to be in one of the movies. (laughs) Oh, it's on on our uh, signature collection case? Yeah. Yeah, it's on the outside. Anything on the cover has to be in one of the movies. Maybe. You'll you'll find out as you get older. Some some movies have covers that are very misleading. But no, this is totally in the movie. I mean, can you imagine, though, you're standing there. You think you're just fighting some dude. He's a Mm -hmm. magician. If you're lucky, a musician. Oh, Dad. (laughs) Why do we have to do this again? (laughs) <laughs> I mean, you know, if you're uh, you're fighting some kind of flautist, then you're way better off than if you're fighting some kind of Voldemort. But uh, if you're fighting a magician and you think you're just fighting a dude and then suddenly a living skeleton drops from the sky, that's pretty freaky. Oh, yeah. Pretty freaky, eh? Indeed. Well... I guess that's it for Get Spooked, huh? Yeah, I guess. And I would say, parents, I know we're, we don't do this very consistently, but uh, in, if if you're looking for a movie to show your kids that is a monster movie that they can handle, this is pretty tame stuff. It's the stuff I grew up on. Yeah. And Any kids can watch it, eh? Yeah. And look at, look at how I turned out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, love it right now, eh? Eh? What what are you? What are you, one of the uh, McKenzie brothers? I don't know what to say. Okay, well, I think that's as good a sign as any that maybe we should wrap up this episode, huh? Yeah. Any shout-outs you want to give? Um, uh, yeah. But first I want to hear yours, Dad. Well, I guess I would give the usual ones to uh, our pal Hugh Lloyd over at Undead Wookiee. And this was Rad Podcast, a show that I have been into for quite some time. And yeah. 
they watch 80s movies and try to determine if they are still rad or if they ever were rad. Uh, it's a show that speaks to my childhood very strongly. And uh, heavy metal horror cast, stories, fables, ghostly tales. That's a, that's a short story, spooky story podcast. Yeah, I guess I guess off the top of my head, there's a few. Nightmare Junkhead, another good podcast. What about you? What do you have to shout out, Alistair? I have a very big shout out to Hugh. Hugh Lloyd? Yeah. You want to shout out Hugh again? Undead Wookiee Podcast. Hugh, there you go. Two shout outs, one episode, man. Yeah. And also we have That's to... my original shout out. That's what you're going to say to begin with, and then I stole your thunder. Ah. Also, a huge thanks to our patrons. I guess yes. <laughs> you guess yes? No. Huge, huge yes. Our patrons, yeah. <laughs> our patrons over at patreon.com slash word salad make all of this possible. They're yeah. helping us keep the show going and... Supporting us. Supporting the show. It's huge. They've given us a whole bunch of the past couple months uh, topics to work from. And yeah. if you want to participate in the show in that way and support the show, every little bit helps. Head over to patreon.com slash word salad. Anything that we bring in from that over upkeep goes to my college fund. That's right. So it supports the show. Supports Alistair and Alistair's future. So, you know, the enjoyment future. you get on the future. Uh, support the show. Support Alistair's future there. Uh, we're not in this yeah. for the money, but, you know, it will help Al out someday. And he's doing amazing work now, I think. Yeah. 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 Mm. He's humble, too. Uh, <laughs> not bad. If you want. Not bad for now. Yeah, no, you not bad. There you go. <laughs> Uh, follow us on social media. On Twitter, we are at cadaver underscore cast. Look us up on Facebook at cadavercast, one word. And you can shoot us an email at cadavercast at gmail.com. Um, gotten a few emails there recently. More people requesting us to do critters. Don't worry. We'll get to it someday. Yes, I can still watch the movie. I've watched one before. Uh, you watched a couple minutes of critters. Critters 2, actually. You watched a few minutes of Critters 2. But I did watch one of Critters' movies. Not the whole thing. No, no, not the whole thing yet. No, you saw a couple minutes of Critters 2 with me. But which one uh, did I see the whole movie of? Not Critters. No, you didn't watch any Critters movies. Okay, I guess you're right, Dad. <laughs> I, I should think so. Uh, but no, you haven't seen the entirety of a Critters movie. No. You saw a few minutes of one, though. You saw the, the critters eating cheeseburgers and stuff at a restaurant. Yeah, I and did. And that was funny stuff, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, they're funny. Those movies do have some spooky stuff and a bit of gore, uh, and we're still yeah. building up to that, but Al happened to be around, and I was watching that scene, and uh, they're, <laughs> super, they're fun. super funny. Yeah, the critters can be really funny. So, I watched. Uh, he's seen part of one. We're working our way up, but it is the most common request I think we've gotten. Anyway, look us up on social media, cadaver underscore cast on Twitter, cadavercast on Facebook, cadavercast at gmail.com. We love ya. <laughs> that, that we do. Al, you want to sign us out, man? Yep. Or do you have anything to add? No. Okay, sign us out. You've been listening to Cadavercast. I'm Al Burnham. 
And I'm his dad, Jeff Burnham. Thank you for listening. Thanks, everybody. We love ya. Again? Ah ha ha.